welcome to Becoming Soul, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 5, Episode 8, Bagman. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Fabulous. Absolutely superb. I, I thought this is one of the strongest episodes... Um, and I mean, the, not that there have been bad episodes of this show yet, but I, I really thought this was a strong episode. Um, probably the most breaking bad feeling episode we've had so far of of the show. Uh, very much. I mean, Vince directed it himself, and you can kind of tell um, it, it's very much a a kind of in the, the what was the the episode with the fly in the um yeah uh yeah very much in that sort of vein of a sort of self-contained thing mostly um and there isn't actually you know it's it's sort of one story going all the way through that episode it's not kind of jumping around all that much uh i yeah i i but i thought it was brilliantly shot you've got some great action bits in it it's wonderfully put together um and, and they managed to ratchet up the tension despite the fact that you know that both these characters are going to survive because we know they're in Breaking Bad later, but they still managed to uh, make it work. Just a superb episode all round, brilliant acting, wonderful direction, uh, beautiful cinematography. I, I just thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I completely agree with you. This is a, an amazing episode of TV, um, and it's amazing what you can do when, for the most part, you're focusing on two people, yes, you do go to Lalo and Kim and a couple of other characters as well, but it's mostly focused on, uh, you know, Jimmy and Mike, and it still manages to really pull off something quite good, quite amazing, um, and that's just the power of, you know, we, we've praised Vince Gilligan, I think, quite rightly, uh, yeah. for, for, for lots of different things, obviously, for this, El Camino, Breaking Bad, and, and some other stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just goes to show what he's kind of capable of, and... Yeah, some other shows when you have just mainly two characters and you're in a desert, which there there isn't there's barely anything to work with there, isn't there? There's a desert. There's like yeah. one car chasing these people or looking for these people. Two characters bouncing back and forth between each other. You cut to a little bit of Kim, a little bit of Lalo, but not like a massive amount. Um, and it still manages to pull off something really special. I think that 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 takes a lot of skill, and it's something that will go yeah. underrated somewhat. Uh, in yeah. in the industry, some people will just like look at this as a normal episode of TV. But you think of the minimal amount of things that are actually being used in this episode and what it manages to pull off. And the the funny thing as well is there was a sense of tension in the episode, but wasn't like mm. the, the tension was the, the, te- the tension sorry was nowhere near like okay, is Jimmy and Mike gonna die? Because you know they're not, but somehow there's still that tension of like okay could they get captured could one of them get i don't know injured or could could, could like something else happen yeah. and you weren't really sure like what that could even have ended up being necessarily but there was still there was still somehow that tension and there sh- almost shouldn't be that tension because we know these two survive we know that this guy isn't going to find them and kill them both or or whatever um so it's it's really incredible when you're able to do that and uh, i still thought the lalo uh, Kim scenes were effective and really great and it's really interesting the way that they're sort of slowly sliding her into the main kind of you know the, the main cartel yeah. stuff it's it's really amazing the way they're managing to do that so uh, 
yeah, just a completely solid episode all yeah. around. And um, yeah, like like you said, you can tell this is this is much more of a Breaking Bad episode. This is much more of a Vince central episode, obviously because he directed it and that, and obviously he's involved with the show and created it and all that sort of thing. Um, and you can really kind of tell in some ways. This this was the first time I think since maybe the Gene scenes I talked about at the start of the season where you can you got that you can feel that Breaking Bad quality of writing and I'm not saying that Better Call Saul is worse than Breaking Bad they're you know both ex- excellent shows I do think that Breaking Bad's probably the better show um but at certain points during Better Call Saul including this episode you can really feel that quality of writing coming through and uh it, it happened again in this episode and it's just it's just really amazing and uh yeah like I said some people will like probably background watch this episode or watch this episode while they're on their phone and they won't get the full appreciation of it they'll, they'll be sort of watching it in passing kind of thing being like oh I know what happens to these two and, and that sort of thing um and uh it's unfortunate for i mean me and you enjoyed the episode and we paid attention and all that sort of thing and that's great but uh yeah sometimes some of these episodes go go kind of underrated and it's interesting you bring up the fly episode as well we do have an email about that later on but it very this very much does feel like the fly episode of better call Saul in a way where it's mm. like focused on these two that's what you'd say main characters pretty much um, well yes yeah yeah, yeah cause obviously i would say in in context, maybe Kim is a slightly bigger character than Mike, but Mike is still a big character anyway. And then you've got Gus and some other characters that are pretty major. But obviously, the Breaking Bad Fly episode is Jesse and Walt, which are the two main leads, uh, like directly and stuff. Um, so that that was great as well. And uh, yeah, it's I uh, can't wait to get into the episode and uh, talk about some specific stuff. So uh, let's do yeah. that in a minute. But uh, we'll get into some housekeeping in a second. Um. Just before we go into that, just okay. to say, this is the first episode of this season that Vince has directed because of the fact that he was busy with Al Camino. Okay. Um, so uh, just want to give some props to Gordon Smith as well, who was the screenwriter for this episode, because I, I thought he did a phenomenal job. Uh, it, it actually took, Vince described this episode as being one of the most challenging episodes of anything in his career he's ever shot. Um he also said that it was it was basically one episode for the price of two. It took twice as long to shoot. You know, the average episode takes nine days and this took about 18. Oh, so yeah. um, it, it was a incredibly challenging thing for him to kind of put together. Um, but yeah, they they specifically picked this episode as being one that they thought would be completely up Vince's street, and and you know because Vince isn't the showrunner, but despite being the creator, he's not the showrunner of this. The showrunner is uh, Peter Gould, his yeah. uh, close friend, and uh, they they specifically picked this episode for Vince to direct just because they thought it was such an episode that was completely Vince's thing, and and, and they were absolutely right. Uh, but yes, in the average average nine days for a shoot this one took 18 um and uh yeah i think that comes across in yeah. the uh, episode as well yeah, just certainly, phenomenal certainly paid off i think so um cool yeah uh all right let's get into some uh, housekeeping now then we'll see you for that in a minute Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, 
All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, quite a few things that we did yesterday on Entertainment Talk. I'm going to run you through those. Uh, the CW um, shows came back, Coursierraverse shows. Uh, Flash has come back. We we will be doing that um, later, me and Robert. Um, but Arrow was one of the other ones that came back for Season 8, Episode 9, which is the backdoor pilot episode for the um, Birds of Prey. Not Birds of Prey, the Canaries yes. in the, that, that, Canaries. that episode. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for the backdoor pilot for the upcoming potential spin-off. Hasn't been ordered to series yet, but uh, of course nothing is really progressing with TV at the moment anyway. Um, but we'll see in the coming months what happens with that. But uh, that was interesting. There's one more episode left, which is Season 8, Episode 10, the series finale. And then, of course, the week after that, we'll be back for the uh, series wrap-up podcast as well. Uh, I believe... Season 8 episode 10 is available today because when I went on Sky to check it said Season 8 episode 10 available tomorrow and that was yesterday. So okay. I'm not sure. I thought it might be weekly but apparently it's it's not but we shall see. Uh, regardless we'll be back soon with uh, the series finale review but you can enjoy Season 8 episode 9 coverage for that. Um, the Mandalorian, me and Robert yesterday talked about some of that. Uh, there's four episodes available currently in the UK. The fifth episode will be released uh, tomorrow. But uh, if you want some spoiler-free discussion, just our general impressions, thoughts and feelings on The Mandalorian. Of course, the Disney Plus series, which you can now sign up to Disney Plus in the UK. It's been out for two weeks now, I want to say. Something about, like that. About Apparently, it's just past 50 million paid subscribers. Wow. So... Disney, I mean, although they're losing money on the parks because they're all shut at the moment, they, they, they launched Disney Plus at about the right time for them, yeah. I think. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can go and check out the first four episodes of The Mandalorian and check out new episodes on Friday. But if you want to join in with some spoiler-free discussion, you can check out that podcast as well. That's for episodes one to four. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, Gaming Talk yesterday, we talked about the PS5 controller, which is called the DualSense. They just dropped an image on a random Tuesday morning for them, afternoon for yes. us. Um, and we discussed that. Looks a lot, lot better in black. If some of you haven't seen the uh, black images of the of the controller, um, but they showed that, and they talked about some different um, features of the controller, what it will be able to do, and uh, the change to USB C and and that sort of stuff. So we discussed all that. Uh, so it's not called the DualShock Five; it's called the DualSense. So there you go. Uh, we also talked, we also talked about Last of Last of Us Two and Iron Man VR because they're both delayed. And we also talked about a bunch of other stuff as well yesterday on Gaming Talk, so you can check that one out. Uh, Westworld, we've already covered uh, Season 3, Episode 4 for the current season, halfway through that season already. Um, but you can check out that if you're watching Westworld at the moment. Uh, Walking Dead is temporarily stopping at the moment uh, for Season 10, Episode 15, which we covered yesterday as well. Uh, it does have a 16th episode in its 10th season, but they haven't finished making it yet. And due to what's going on in the world, we don't know when that episode will be, but we will sure to be back when that episode gets finished with production whenever that will be no one really knows yet but we shall see uh so the temporary season finale if you will 
at the moment. Uh, so there's that. Uh, what else did we do? I did a podcast for pretty much just football in general. Of course, the United cast is what it's called. Mainly talking about Manchester United, but talking about uh, the impact on the whole football situation. Because, uh, of course, football can't be played at the moment. What does that mean for relegations, promotions, people who are about to win the title, such as Liverpool? And, of course, the other countries Italy France Germany all those all those places uh what could it mean for the delay of next season or null and void this season or you know there's lots of different things that could potentially happen so I just basically gave my opinion on what that could be what that could be uh nothing's been decided yet I think they're still sort of uh, weighing their options but uh we shall see so because there will be it's everyone that will be affected who plays football so mm. we shall see uh run is a new mini series that's starting this sunday on hbo so if you have hbo look out for that uh and it will be wednesday the 15th of april for sky comedy if you're in the uk that's on sky and on now tv on the 15th at 9 p.m i will either be back late wednesday or po- more likely thursday uh, for the first episode but you can go and listen to a preview podcast for the mini series uh due to it being a mini series there isn't going to be an itunes feed dedicated because it's only going to be eight episodes and done pretty much uh so you can check that out uh, that's merritt weaver donald gleason and phoebe Wallerbridge returning to our screens so that should be good as well <clears throat> uh what else do we have let's play sundays for dreams that's me just browsing some creations in dreams at the moment and just having some some fun on there and then there's of course the two resident evil um pieces of content if you want to see me take on the nemesis for the first time which was very very interesting uh you can watch the let's play sundays episode if you want to know my thoughts on the whole game after completing it there's the skip uh recommendation resident evil 3 review uh of course that's just my recommendation and opinion or whatever but you can listen to the review if you want to hear more from that and that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms, cold open, uh, the cousins arrive at a cartel site in Mexico to pick up Lalo's bail money, the $7 million. Uh, As they depart, an informant inside the building makes a telephone call to report their presence. Um, cool to see the cousins again. I don't recall the yeah. last time. I, we've seen them in Better Castle before, but I can't remember when exactly that was. Uh, obviously, we know that they survive, at least until Breaking Bad, when Hank kills them. In the uh, it was the parking um, yes, space thing that was quite a scene yeah, thing. in in yeah. Breaking Bad, um, but they have that as well. Um, yeah, what do you think of seeing the cousins again? Yeah, we they have popped up, I'm sure, in this show before. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember was... what episode or season, but they have no. before. Yeah, um, so it was nice to see them kind of pop up again, and they were, they're the obvious choice, I think, just to kind of walk up and drop the bags off. I think. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was it was good to see them. That, I mean, they're they're kind of comical just because they don't talk, and I it's just it's it's weird. They're kind of imposing but quite funny, because um, mm. just because of the situation. But uh, yeah, I I do enjoy seeing those. They're great. Yeah, there's also this little scene of sorts uh, with these two guys cleaning this car, and there's like blood all over the seats. And yeah. stuff. Um, I can't remember if we got. I don't think we got told what that was about. But um, one of them was like messing about and like splashing the other one with something or whatever. Um, I thought that was an interesting little kind of touch. But um, yeah, it's interesting with the cousins because they they don't talk. I think they've talked once in the series before. They've like said a small piece of dialogue, but they're mostly muted for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, they're quite. They're still quite intimidating. I, I still remember. That cold open from I think Breaking Bad where they're like crawling along the yes. ground with their suits. It's uh, a classic pro- yeah. sequence, yeah. yeah. Proper sort of confusing Breaking Bad cold open style where you're wondering what the hell's going on, and then you know by the end of the episode. Uh, so they're very very cool characters. It was it was cool to see. 
So, and this is kind of a good opportunity to use those characters as well, just for a, just a, just for a simple sort of money uh, drop off kind of situation. So, mm. uh, there you go. Uh, Lalo gives Jimmy directions to a remote desert pickup site. Um, pickup site near the border. Jimmy reluctantly agrees, but asks for a hundred thousand dollars in payment, which Lalo agrees pretty easily to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim then later begs Jimmy not to go, um, but he feels it will be an easy job, <laughs> uh, and no one will suspect him of being the carrier. Uh, you're wrong about both of those things, Jimmy. It turns out because this was something that almost got you killed in multiple different ways. Um, yeah, let's rewind slightly to the the Lalo uh, discussion there. Um, yeah, just I, I love the way that um, I mean he's kind of more soul in this scene, isn't he? The 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 bit with Lalo when he's sort of like, all right, yeah, I'm going to walk away and and, and that will be that. You'll find someone else for the job. He turns around and he's like, how about hundred thousand dollars? He kind of just subtly yeah. says it, doesn't he? And uh, Lalo's like, hmm. Um, he's like, sure, you know, seven million hundred thousand dollars. What's you know? Yeah, what, and- what's that? Yeah, that's that's quite an interesting sequence because mm. you do see the sort of Jimmy-ness coming out of going, I don't think I should be doing this. And then Sol suddenly kicks in as he walks to the door yeah. and goes $100,000. And then what's lovely about that is he also then goes, uh, you know, Lalo's going, oh, so it's quite a lot of money. And Jimmy's going, well, yeah, but it's only, what, 0.2% or oh, you, whatever it is. It's like a 2% cut of of the, you know, the overall fee so you know that's not that bad and he agrees so you you can sort of see him doing the calculations in his head and thinking well if i'm gonna do it i can screw for as much money as i possibly can (laughs) um yeah i i really like that scene i thought it was it was solid and jimmy's sort of obviously reluctant to do it but then the dollar signs start to spin around in his eyes and you kind of and uh you know soul kicks in um and then you've got that sequence with kim and i mean on the surface i think jimmy's kind of right you know it should in theory be a fairly easy job unfortunately lala has some bad people in his organization that have like grasped him up and knowing to uh you know um, him and the other people involved. Otherwise, it should. I mean, in theory, on paper, it looks like it should be an easy job. You drive out, you pick up the money, you drive back. You're in an inconspicuous car. You're their lawyer. You're not anybody that anybody should really know or care about. Should be perfectly fine. Um, as he, right. he says in that sort of, you know, he mentions, I can't remember what the car is, but he mentions, you know, he drives that old banger and no, you know, there's never, I won't get hijacked and there's never been more than $50 in a car like this, you know. So, I, you know, I get it. I get the reason why he thinks, I mean, I, I think if you were offered a gig for $100,000 to just drive out, pick up some bags and drive back again, you, you'd think about it, certainly, you know. So I get it. Um, and in theory, it should have been fairly easy, but you know, circumstances when you're dealing with the mob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, obviously, and uh, it's kind of Jimmy underestimating the situation a bit as well. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the well, you've got the underconfident Jimmy side, which is like, nope, okay, cool, we're done. And then the soul side comes out, and it's like, oh, you know what, well, I could maybe get some money from here. This shouldn't be that difficult. And it's him underestimating the cartel and. We'll see how far that takes him, because uh, obviously we got the, the two episodes left of the season, and as things are going at the moment, and he's obviously gotten attacked in this episode, 
Uh, it does give you some foreshadowing as to where things are potentially going to end up. I, I just think that Jimmy's, in this scene specifically, with Jimmy's kind of underestimating the cartel and underestimating how difficult this job probably mm. will be because, you know, desert and cartel is a bad combination, but yes, which he finds out later on. Uh, but he doesn't see it doesn't really like click with the overconfident version of of soul that kicks in there, and I thought that was very very interesting to see. So, uh, yeah, Kim. I mean, Kim's the one that's right in the situation. Like, I don't want you to do this. Don't do it. And giving a very kind of stern, you know, I don't want you to do it kind of thing. And and she's right. And us as the audience, I think, are agreeing with her in that situation. Yes, there's a hundred thousand dollars here, but there's also your life that you might lose, and you might end up, you know. Mm. leaving kim as a well yeah it would be a widow wouldn't it because they're because yes, they're married now point, yeah, uh, yeah. you could end up leaving her like that and that wouldn't be great and um yeah it's uh i mean do you agree with kim as well like you know you shouldn't do this and i don't want you to do this and that sort of that that more nervous side of kim kicks in next obviously we've seen a yeah. bit more of the overconfident side so and i yeah and i i i sort of i get kim's reaction as well but i can see why jimmy was looking at it going It'll be fine. I there's no reason, and in theory, it should have been. You know, yeah. that everything that Lalo, Lalo said and everything that Jimmy thinking should have been absolutely right. If it wasn't for the fact that you know Lalo has some dodgy people in his organisation that are working against him, so you know, I mean, in theory, it should have been fine. And but then you know they are dealing with the cartel and. Kim understands that and how dangerous the cartel can be. So yeah, yeah. Whereas Jimmy, I think he's a bit more, you know, um, unprepared for how dangerous the cartel can be. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the next morning, the cousins deliver two bags of money to Jimmy at the pickup site and immediately leave, like straight away. Basically, they don't hang around for anything. Um, Shortly after, Jimmy starts his return trip, thinking it's all done, you know, he's eating whatever he's eating, and he's singing away, and he thinks he thinks he's all in the clear. Uh, a vehicle begins following him, the first one, it's a nice little subtle way of kind of putting that in the scene, mm. and just being like, nope, Jimmy, you know Jimmy's not safe, you know Jimmy's not yes. going to drive away from here, and there's little, the one little car kind of pulls up, um... And then after the vehicle follows him for a bit, uh, several others just come around the corner. I like the shot of that as well, this kind of shot from the side. And you can see just as the turning is coming up, these mm. cars from the other side are coming in and there's what, like three of them or whatever. Uh, they cut him off. Uh, numerous uh, gunmen exit their vehicles. He's surrounded at this point. Uh, they take the money quite easily, obviously, because Jim hasn't got like any protection on him and he's outnumbered. Uh, and prepared to kill Jimmy. One of them gives a sort of thumb neck cut sort of signal like mm. dead man sort of yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm not sure how else to describe it uh yeah. they, they give that sort of signal obviously meaning they're gonna try and kill him suddenly they're attacked by an unknown shooter of course we find out who that shooter is um all but one of them are killed and their vehicles are disabled um i want to talk about that specifically in a second uh the gunman's one surviving gunman uh escapes in the only truck that is still available because uh, mike who we know is the shooter obviously a few minutes later uh isn't able to kill the last guy um, I really like the tactic of because it does work with with some of those bigger vehicles that have got really big tires. If you shoot them out and let the air out, the vehicle will like lower itself mm. and obviously make your piece of cover um, lower as yes. well. Uh, yeah. I know this from Call of Duty, which I know isn't a great <laughs> thing to reference, but it, it's something I've literally done on the game before. Sometimes you'll see these the, the bigger vehicles. Someone will be hiding behind them. You shoot the tires out, the vehicle gets lower, 
and then they have yeah. less space to take cover behind. But um, yeah, I quite liked uh, that sort of little tactic as well. It doesn't work quite so well with like normal sized cars because yeah. the, the height just isn't quite there. Um, so I quite like that as well. Did you sort of notice that? As I, as I actually shooting? didn't, but yes, that's an interesting point. I didn't know that. Um, just going back to the the cousins, you know, the the scene with the cousins dropping the bags off. I mean, there was a lovely little exchange with Jimmy trying to make conversation with them there, which I thought was was really sweet. Yeah. And there's a great bit of um, directing by Vince there, where I think there was an intentional mirroring shot of the the shot sort of between Jimmy's legs of the the car coming towards them which it was an almost an exact mirror of the breaking the classic breaking bag shot of the opening episode with uh, um Walter stood in his pants in the middle of the desert as the as the car comes towards him so you know holding the gun that there seems to be an intentional kind of mirroring shot there which i thought was that i don't think there's anything necessarily that significant in it other than it was designed to sort of make you think of that scene mm. um yeah but uh, i i i think you know they, i thought that was a lovely bit of like directing and cinematography that they put in there um so yeah i thought that exchange was great that was quite funny and then the, those guys drive off i when the shootout first started i did wonder whether it was the cousins that had actually just been following jimmy and trying to keep a ta- tabs on him and maybe it was them that were was were coming to save him but of course we find out fairly quickly it's mike you know it wasn't until mike actually walked down that uh, and i realized it was one guy i was like oh it's mike yeah, and then they revealed it. Um, so yeah, the, but that whole sequence I thought was brilliant. I mean, you know, really well put together. Uh, the just, just, it's amazing how complicated those sort of shootout sequences can be to put together. And I think Joe yeah, Vince did a superb job with that. Mm-hmm. It worked so well. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, just you know, they've all got sort of assault rifles or machine guns, and they're trying to take out this sniper not the easiest thing to do when it takes one shot from the sniper and multiple shots from uh from yes the rifle. I mean, and obviously and the uh yeah. you know just it, kind of from a range perspective the assault rifle is so much more difficult to hit the target with uh with that yeah as well. so I, I at, that, at that range yes at, at that range i mean it's you know one guy with a sniper rifle can do an awful lot of damage because he's far too far away to be able to actually be hit you know be hit with like a handgun or a, a, a you know a machine gun of some sorts so yeah it's interesting as well when we because we were just talking about the lalo stuff where he switches from jimmy to soul like the the underconfident like oh i'm gonna walk away and then the one hundred thousand dollar thing in this you kind of get the other way around where he's all kind of a bit more soul-esque with the cousins where it's like oh cool you got the money i'm gonna drive off and more confident than that and then once the shootout starts you switch kind of back to jimmy yeah where it's like okay he's completely out of his depth at that point he knows it and obviously he is afraid for his life of course um i mean anybody pretty much would be if you were unarmed and you had like five or six guys with with guns around you um but i thought that was interesting as well how in the same episode you've switched the opposite ways around because you've gone from jimmy to soul and then from soul to jimmy kind of uh with with the confidence stuff uh i thought that was uh interesting to see as well but um yeah lots of just interesting i mean i I'm, i think i maybe caught it a bit more than you possibly but just some of the um gunfight kind of tactics yeah. that were being kind of used here i thought was uh really really interesting so um yeah it's amazing what one one guy with one gun 
which can only shoot one bullet at one point at one time can do against you know guys with assumably like 30 bullets in their in their rounds but they can't they just can't really hit him properly from there yeah because uh, i mean so. he was using like an old school rifle because you saw him when you see him shoot it later you can see it's got a manual like reload thing yeah, like on bolt it so action thing, yeah. it's a bolt action rifle so mm. yeah which are very very slow not as slow <laughs> as the old guns with like the pipe stuff and all that but... no 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 <laughs> no, no. But, but they're very uh, rare you see those these days <laughs> yeah yeah so i thought that was, that was cool as well um yeah i think we kind of covered the the shootout it was again again it was like okay this is really intense you know jimmy's not gonna die but the danger he was still in was still so interesting um yes. and then obviously it was kind of in the moment figuring out like okay who is this it might be mike it could be did you think it could be maybe like gus at some point although gus isn't really I, yeah you know... no it's not i i, I... I think the, as I said, when it first started, I did wonder whether the, the cousins had been given instructions to right. kind of tail him and, you know, for a little while at least. And because, I mean, the cousins, the whole point of this is the cousins need to stay out of sight, can't go into the city. That was the whole point of the, not having the cousins just come and deliver the money. So, but whilst they were out in the desert, I did wonder whether they'd been given instructions to tail him to make sure he was okay. Um, but that that would be then again that would mean Lalo actually caring and Lalo really doesn't care. I mean no. he probably he cares more about the money than he does about Jimmy. But uh, I yeah I so I did wonder whether it was maybe the cousins. But um, yeah, it then becomes the moment the person kind of comes down to check the bodies. It's fairly obvious it's Mike even before he kind of you know the camera pans up and reveals it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's good stuff. Uh, so the shooter is Mike, whose truck is also disabled in the shootout. Uh, he places the money uh, back in Jimmy's car. Uh, he and he and uh, Jimmy begin driving back to Albuquerque. Uh, later, Jimmy's car breaks down um, in the middle of the road or whatever. Um, standing the two in the desert, so now stranding. Sorry, the two in the desert. Uh, so now they have no vehicle, no cell phone um, service or reception. Obviously, they can't call the police for lots of different reasons. Yes. Um, they uh, remove the money, uh, push the car over the cliff, and begin begin walking uh, cross country. So the uh, road trip kind of starts from here. Uh, to avoid survive the surviving gunmen as they camp overnight, Jimmy tells uh, Mike that Kim knows uh, some details of his work from Lalo or for Lalo for this situation. Uh, and Mike tells Jimmy that if Kim knows about the Salamancas, she is now quote in the game, which isn't good. Uh, Jimmy and Mike uh, resume their trek the next morning. So we have a few things to talk about here. Um, I thought it was quite an interesting little touch where you know when Mike starts to turn the car and uh, or the you know the car or whatever and he's like almost driving off the edge and jimmy's like no 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 stop and, yeah uh, yeah and then um what is it he wants to get the is it the lawyer the, the yeah thing? the world's greatest lawyer um cup which he discovers has been shot through and he kind of dives back in to get it and then kind of realizes that it's got a bullet hole in it but uh yes i i did wonder when he went back in i thought that was probably what he was going back for because kim gave him that so yeah, yeah. doesn't you know, he have that in Breaking Bad? He has something like that in Breaking Bad. I I, I, I thought he did, so maybe he replaces it. It would make sense if he replaces it because he probably doesn't I mean we don't know we haven't seen what the aftermath of this is going to be, but I can't imagine mm-hmm. he's going to want to kind of admit to Kim that his car was shut up. He might sort of say, Oh, I got into a car accident. Yeah, we might see next episode he's like, Oh, I got you know, I got stranded out in the desert, my car broke down. But I can't imagine he's going to tell her the full truth about like, oh yeah, I got into this big shootout and you know, the reason I don't have my cup is because 
um, it was it had a bullet hole in it. So I suspect he may replace it himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember some sort of yellow thing. Yeah. That he had in, in Breaking Bad. So, yes, I I think you're right. I think he did. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the whole interesting thing about this sequence as well is in Breaking Bad, Mike and Sol appear to be quite a lot closer and know each other a lot better than we've ever seen in um, Better Call Saul so far. And this is, I think, one of the purposes of this whole episode is to pull them closer together. Yeah. Um, you know, so they they have this experience that they're together and, and they, you know, know each other a lot better. And I think... I, I sort of think one of the purposes of this episode is to try and do that because it's something that has been rather missing from the character development of those two characters together. That is that relationship um, and, and how well they know each other in Breaking Bad compared to now um, and what we've seen so far. You know, they've they've been in and out of each other's orbits, but they they appear to know each other a lot better in Breaking Bad yeah. than anything so far so i think this helps kind of cement that relationship a bit more which so it's quite pivotal actually this episode in uh in that side of things um but uh yeah i thought the uh the the bags as well which he's having to carry across the desert apparently vince actually weighted the bags so it was very method hmm. it wasn't you know it's so i mean there wasn't obviously weren't stuff full of money but he did put genuinely heavy weights in the bag so um, it give Bob Odenkirk actually feel like he was having to carry very heavy bags across the road because uh, you know around the desert because he was. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and they looked as heavy as they should have been or whatever. So yeah. Um, but yeah, they get rid of the car and all that sort of thing. Um, what do you think of Mike's comment about um, she's in in the game, which is not well, good for Kim? Yeah, and. I mean, Mike's obviously saying this without knowing the scene that comes next. And yeah, I think this is where we are seeing Kim getting drawn into this. Um, you know, because she's now come face to face with Lalo uh, in this next scene. And so Mike is sort of saying, oh, she's in the game now. Jimmy's sort of trying to keep her out of it. But I rather suspect this is where we're seeing Kim's downfall start because she's now getting roped into this and through jimmy's mistakes yeah which we've which we've somewhat predicted before obviously yeah um and and whilst it's not in jimmy directly pushing her into it it's what we've seen all along is something it's jimmy's mistakes not not necessarily pushing kim particularly in a direction it's kim wanting to make sure jimmy's okay and trying to save him at some point uh or her following her instincts to go the soul route on something and yeah it, it sort of feels like that now um, although Jimmy wants to keep her out of it, I think she is now in it, and that's going to come back around, you know. Um, and I like the setup for that in this episode as well. You, you get it yeah. both from from basically Jimmy's side with his conversation with Mike, and then obviously in the scene we're about to talk about with uh, with uh, Kim and and Lalo, because um, now obviously Lalo knows what she looks like and all that, and uh, that can't be 
for any good reason. And and so. knows it's his wife as yeah, well. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. So. I mean, do, do you want to just do the next bit because they because sure. they sort of go yeah. together, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. When Jimmy fails to return after the whole night has gone and all that, uh, a stressed Kim pretends to. Um, be Lalo's attorney and asks for Jimmy's location. Lalo refuses, telling her that Jimmy will be fine because he is a survivor. So this is their meeting that they have. So Lalo now what knows what she looks like, knows her name, knows that they're married, which is all of that is too much for Lalo to know. Yeah. Uh, considering Lalo is the more villainous one out of out of the the cartel. Oh yeah. I think at, at least for this you know series, obviously it's more Gus and. Uh, Hector and that for uh, for Breaking Bad, but for for this it's more to do with Lalo and uh, yeah, this isn't really what we wanted. But uh, like you said, with Jimmy's mistakes, him becoming you know a friend of the cartel, which was referenced last week, week before I think. Yes, and and referenced again. They you know because when they when he comes back and initially tells Kim, she makes that reference of "Are you a friend of the cartel now?" Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I think that is is coming around and you've also got yeah you've now got this meeting like you say lalo yeah we've been worried a bit about gus finding out because we know what gus is like when it comes to family members um from uh nacho you know we know yeah yeah nacho and his dad so we know that there was a danger there uh lalo you know i i think any information that lalo gets is is not good for Jimmy and particularly for Kim, for both of them, and yeah. and Lala's the type of person that might that can very easily go. Okay, well, I now know. You know, she said she was part of my legal team. I don't see why she shouldn't be, and can draw her into it, and we'll just expect her to do it. You know, it's it's not like it's the very much the an offer you can't refuse kind of set up the that sort of mob mentality you know lala if lala says that he wants it he wants it and she is probably going to have to get involved if lala makes that request so uh, yeah i think this is not going to end well nope this is bad this is leading down a bad path and uh it won't necessarily get kim killed but it will definitely be what exits her from well the whole story because obviously she's not in Breaking Bad like we've like we talked yes. about before, and given given it's it, what's most interesting to me is given obviously we know next season's the final season which is apparently thirteen episodes instead of ten uh, I don't know if that's been completely confirmed but that's just one thing that I heard uh, given that this is episode eight out of out of a ten episode season which is the penultimate season and you you now have the situation where one of the cartel members has met the partner of the main character who we know isn't in the sequel series if you will or the 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 main series breaking bad um it's really lining up quite perfectly with okay next week's the penultimate episode for the penultimate season and you've now got this seed planted where lalo now knows completely about kim knows you know the whole kind of situation there and then you've got the warning from mike as well where he's saying about okay she's in the game now and then the whole you know do, do you want to be a friend of the cartel you probably don't, but obviously you've got the overconfident uh, mm-hmm. soul side of things, which that's coming through, you know, becoming soul and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you, you can see where this is lining up, and um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it, what happens with it specifically in the last two episodes, but like, given that you've got that leading into the end of the Panama season, and then into the final season, where things are obviously going to conclude, um, I like what they're doing with this kind of pacing-wise, because they've been planting seeds 
throughout obviously the whole season, you know, with the beer bottles and the legal stuff, and then him slowly getting involved with the cartel and Kim's advice of him not to do that, and he keeps doing it, and then um, mm. it's you know him just making more mistakes and pushing Kim down this dangerous path, uh, and we see more of that just pushed forward in this episode. So, um, yeah. and, and you're even seeing, although there's the kind of fake tension, if you will, obviously with the with the uh, scenes in the desert, because we know obviously Jimmy and Mike are going to be fine. Um, it's also continued to lead um, Soul and Jimmy down that same path as well, where it, it's still pushing him further into that. We know he's going to be fine, but we don't know that, that Kim is, and that's adding up to something very interesting. So mm. we shall see. But uh, yeah, some good stuff from all there, all around. Uh, not good for Kim, but good for the episode, of course. Yes. Yeah, entertainment-wise, yeah. it, it, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because like we we know sort of what's kind of coming. Uh, we don't know exactly in what way, because obviously we haven't seen what happens to Kim. But it's it's weird to be. I mean, we're entertained because it's a great episode of television. It's a great season so far, and it's a great show. But we're watching the downfall of character that we really like with Kim. So it's it, it's awkward in certain ways, but uh, I think you can understand what we mean. So yeah, um, a dehydrated, dehydrated rather, and sunburned Jimmy reaches his limit. He's just he's done, um, and uh, Mike falls uh, fails to motivate him. Mike spots the surviving gunman who is still searching for them, um, rather than hide as Mike intends. Uh, just before we get to that bit, actually, there is the. Um, when Jimmy gets his foot like pricked or stabbed or whatever, he's basically dragging the the money bags because he's like, oh, I have this idea, and he straps the bags to his his waist basically. Um, and uh, Mike's like, no, it's not going to work. And he's like, yeah, it will. And he's all sort of you know grunty and and I'm just really annoyed at that point, obviously, because he's, he's starting to fail. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We see the money start to come out of the bag, and you don't know how far that you you kind of think at that point like, oh god, how how long has that been? How long has this money been slowly yeah. slipping out the bag for? And they've been walking for ages, and you know you don't know exactly when that started happening. Um, and then he falls over, pricks himself in the foot, and uh, that's yeah, basically like, when that's he says it, done. done. So yeah, I mean that that sequence again. You do Mike's reaction to that is brilliant because he just turns around and goes, "You're gonna get that," <laughs> you know. It's not like you're losing all the money. What are you doing, you idiot? He's just. He, completely cool mike again is like just uh are you gonna get that and he jimmy turns around and like panics because he sees the money kind of floating back in a trail um so yeah we don't know how much he maybe lost over that either mm. but um the moment he said oh i'm i'm gonna drag the bag you, you saw him kind of setting up to drag the bags you're like this is you you're gonna drag a hole in the bottom of the bag and the money's gonna go everywhere what are you doing <laughs> um yeah. So yeah, I, I like the contrast between these two that is shown because you've got um, cause this is more the the underconfident side with Jimmy um, and he's sort of like you know out of his depth a bit. He's kind of realised that he's dehydrated and you know completely worn out and all that, and decides to do this stupid thing, which is drag the bags across. And then once they discover the money's started dropping out, you get the smarter reaction from Mike, which is to put the number plate that fell off or that came off uh, from that they took off from the car. And use mm. that to cover the the slot in the, the the hole in the bag. So you've got this situation where Mike's come up with the the good ideas, and he's kind of well cleaning up Jimmy's mistakes in a way. So I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, rather than hide as Mike intends, Jimmy runs to the road with that um, tinfoil stuff on to make himself really visible. Because um, obviously it's the whole. Um, 
what was it he said the, the reflection thing from like a sniper shot or whatever something something like that about you'd be yeah, more, yeah. you'd be more visible something to do with that yes yeah yeah so he runs into the road to attract the gunman's attention when he is close enough mike shoots him causing the vehicle to flip and killing him in the process and then mike and jimmy uh continue walking on the road um i love the because you've got some tension that's forced on mike here because he kind of he sort of makes the first shot and then has to do another shot of course uh and you see him like take this really big deep breath um you know for, for the like sniper balance and all that sort of thing because uh, that's the sort of you know that's the sort of gun where like you've got to be really really precise especially with the vehicle going as fast as it was and you've got like bullet time and all that sort of thing that's, that's going into everything um and like just as the car's really ramping up speed and it is is probably going to kill jimmy if that hits him at that speed or at least like mm. severely injure him. yes yeah. likely to kill him i think at that point right and then yeah just this big kind of like breath that mike takes and he's like he's got to get this shot kind of thing i thought that was uh brilliant as well and then like as jimmy's just kind of running away you get just this massive explosion kind of thing behind him i thought it was great so mm. yeah. yeah what would you think of this um the last minute save i suppose yeah i mean i i, I like just jimmy going you know the, the whole sort of jimmy saying i'm done and then he's like he comes up with this crazy idea of well i'm just going to use myself as bait essentially and yeah. just walk out into the middle of the road and just turns to mike doesn't really even give mike much of a chance he just sort of say, turns to mike and says get that thing ready and just walks off um i just brilliant and and a sort of proper hell mary kind of pass from jimmy to, or rather soul i think that's a that's kind of a desperation soul move i think right um, but uh yeah i mean brilliant just a wonderful way to end the episode i think as well um you know uh the again a great bit of shooting and cinematography from uh the guys behind it and uh yeah i i i just thought it was wonderful and um the the fact that I mean it's a it's a shame that Mike couldn't do it by keeping the yeah you know, by shooting the driver although I I could get why I mean you can't just it's difficult to kind of shoot the driver going at speed it's easier to take out the car itself yeah but you know it would have been better if they could have saved the car so he could have actually uh, you know driven that home but mm-hmm. <laughs> never mind and then he finds the uh, the water the water bottle it's, yeah it's just it's just destroyed and gone so. Yeah, quite a quite a crazy end to the episode. Really, really good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, just just shows kind of more tension with uh, with the scenes that they got in the show. So really, really great stuff as well in there. Um, and uh, yeah, kind of reminds me of some of my uh, sniping as well. That I do on there. <laughs> There's so many Call of Duty references I could do in this because obviously all the all the gun stuff that's happening. But uh, yes. yeah, on that game, you for, for the breathing in for the sniper stuff, you click in the. Uh, left stick so i was kind of thinking about that at the same time as well and uh yeah it's good stuff really really good so um and that's the end of the episode they're on the road back home on on the way back home and uh we'll see how things go oh what did you think of um the uh jimmy having to drink (laughs) his own piss (laughs) yeah i mean they they apparently although uh there is a is a quote from uh from them uh, are they, although they use method acting for the um, weights in the bag, um, Bob Odenkirk could draw the line at drinking his own urine, yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, that makes, that makes uh, sense. Which, which I entirely understand. So I suspect it was like foamed up apple juice. Uh, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, yes, I think that that just sort of sums up where they both are at the end of this episode of just kind of beaten down. It's like, well, I might as well at this point. Um, Another little behind the scenes point, the Suzuki Esteem, which is the car uh, that they they pushed over into the uh, and destroyed, you know, was shot up and destroyed wasn't actually the one that they would usually use to film. They've apparently kept that. They've preserved that just in case they need it for flashbacks. So it was a copy of it that they, they used over. So okay. presumably Jimmy's getting a new car as well now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, they've kept the original one just in case they need to use it for flashbacks later on. It's hmm. probably a good idea, yeah. So... Uh, but there we go. That's the episode. We do have some feedback, of course. Uh, if you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, or whatever on uh, Better Call Saul or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, EtalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Jason, great episode this week. That reminded me of the Fly episode, which we referenced at the yeah. start, I think, from Breaking Bad. Uh, given that the Fly episode is one of the worst received uh, ones, how do you think people will take to this episode? I've seen some mixed responses from the episode I think uh, some people said it was like really really brilliant and some people like oh this is just like a bottle episode kind of waste of time which I completely disagree with um, I, I, I think it's more kind of following on from the misinterpretation of that fly episode itself a lot of people were like oh did you see the fly episode where you know they're in the one room and nothing happens yeah I, th- I think some people just misinterpret both this episode and that episode as okay these are character development development episodes and yeah. relationship development episodes because in the fly one you've got essential pieces between jesse and walter or heisenberg uh at that point um and they reference like the jane stuff that happened and there, there's this real sense of like okay can these two actually trust each other because there's like the drug situation that was going on in the episode as well mm-hmm. um and with this it's more yeah mike and and uh soul kind of um trying to bond um accidentally as well both episodes happen sort of from accidents as well like the fly gets in the the lab by accident and then obviously they get uh you know the cars destroyed by accident and then they have to spend time on the road together i think both the episodes are brilliant i do think the fly episode is maybe the better one just because i i'm i mean better uh, breaking bad i still think is the better show but uh, I still think both episodes are amazing. Um, but it's, I mean, sometimes you do get people that uh, misinterpret what the point of these sort of, because this is yeah. kind of a bottle episode in a way, but then you do have a couple of scenes outside the main thing, like with the um, uh, Kim Lalo stuff. But for the most part, it's meant to bring two characters closer together and de- both develop develop them separately and of course develop them sort of t- together mm. uh, as well and it also brings you know you have the you have the pretty vital piece of information that um jimmy actually tells to mike which is the whole like okay kim knows some stuff about this not everything but some stuff that's a pretty vital thing going forward considering what's happening with kim in the series so yeah i think that's important as well i i think you know, we've said this before with bottle episodes, they're, they're fine as long as they do something to advance the story. Yeah. Um, and with the both this and the fly episode, they both did, you know, although they they were, you know, I, I think possibly actually this more so um, than maybe that fly episode, although I, I do love that episode as well. Um, I, 
you know, they, they are character building pieces and there are vital bits of information that come out in this, as you say, you know, the, the fact that you know, Mike now knows about Kim and the fact that they're married and the fact that, that she knows about the, the situation with the Salamancas to a certain point, you've got Lalo that now knows about Kim and knows about her relationship to Jimmy and knows what she looks like and knows her name. And, you know, so you, there are, there are fairly vital things in there. Plus you've got this big thing that is cementing that relationship together between jimmy and mike which we haven't really seen as much to this point we've only seen tiny little bits of it and they've kind of been orbiting each other's world but this is something which i think will pull them closer together um and uh, that's something we need for the for, for where they end up at in breaking bad yeah. so that there is a lot of it is a sort of bottle episode, but there is a lot of important things going on in this that is driving the characters and the story forward. And I think as you know, these sort of episodes are fine as long as they are doing that. What you don't want is something which is just completely standalone and bears no relationship to the rest of the story. And then suddenly you end up back in the main story again. It's like, yeah, that that just looks like you had some time to fill. You know, you mm-hmm. you had this this interesting idea, and you had some time to fill, and then suddenly you're back in the main story. So, um, Walking Dead had a habit of doing that quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They also have done too many bottle episodes in certain seasons. Um, I think season seven is a good example of that. Yes, so. I, and no, we're not ragging on, on Walking Dead. Walking Dead, as we've said numerous times, if you listen to that show, is is such a vast improvement the last couple of seasons uh, yeah, yeah. since Angela Kang took over as showrunner. Uh, the, but there were a few points in the seasons in the sort of later gimbal years where, where they went a bit nuts with the bottle episodes and it just didn't work. So, um, yeah, I, I think if you're doing it, it's fine as long as it pushes the plot forward and that's what this does. So, you know, yes. Uh, there are similarities to that Fly episode, but as you say, they are a bit misinterpreted by some people, I think. And, mm-hmm. Um, but this, I think, is a brilliant piece of TV. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lawrence says, can we assume that if Mike wasn't there for either the shootout uh, or the escape from the desert, that Jimmy would have definitely died? Probably. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> it's amazing the tension you can still get from an episode, knowing the fates of two characters, which is something we kind of talked about a little yeah. bit already. Uh, it is, because like, you still... There's no actual real reason to feel the tension, because you know they're both going to survive. This gunman isn't going to kill Jimmy and Mike and then walk away with the money. No. Um, I mean, maybe worst-case scenario, this guy manages to get the money, Jim and Mike survive... Um, and then he gets away with the money. That's possibly like worst case scenario, but they're not going to die. But you still somehow get that tension, um, which it should almost the tension should almost not be there. But it, yes, it's, it's 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 weird. Um, but yeah, if either either from the actual desert survival itself, or de- obviously from the shootout, he was about to be killed. But if Mike had like saved Jimmy, but then left him on his own or something. Jimmy probably would have died from the the, the actual oh, desert did, survival himself. Yeah, I think I as mean, well. The, if if Mike hadn't been there, Jimmy first of all would have been shot through the head anyway. Yeah, uh, and even if he had somehow managed to survive that, yes, he probably wouldn't have made it through the desert. So you know, or he would have stuck to the road and end up getting picked up by the guy that managed to escape. You know, he, I mean, at every single point, had Mike not been there, Jimmy would have been dead. So. <laughs> You know. Yeah, yeah. So, 
But uh, yeah, they still managed to pull off something really amazing with this episode. Mm. So, And finally, Pauline says, I think this is the best episode so far this season and possibly of the series. I think she means just for Better Call Saul. Because uh, yeah. obviously it's, it is its own individual TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it edges Kim closer to the cartel, which must be uh, Endgame, I think, probably, given what we've uh, yeah, kind of discussed. Yeah, I think so. And also pushes uh, Jimmy there too, but it does both separately and together. Um, some good points in there. It does because mm. you have separate. You do have separate storylines for them both in this. They both deal with the same thing, which is the cartel, but they deal with them individually. Because obviously you've got Kim that goes to see one character and Jim that goes off to do something else. Because they're not apart from the um, earlier scenes before he goes and leaves. They don't see each other again in the episode. So you do have this way where you've pushed them forward together and separately and it's done just really really well again um yeah. what about the be- best episode of the season or the series um, I, c- I certainly think it's up there um yeah. i i'm trying to think i mean it, it's certainly one of the more memorable episodes i think it's it definitely a standout episode um in terms of the story though you've got some interesting possibilities because they've been pushing this this thing between jimmy and kim about how they're married so they should tell the truth to each other you know and kim in particular has been pushing that at this point it's extremely possible you're going to see kim withholding information from jimmy because she might not want you know jimmy at the moment you know he's on his way back we're we're presuming he gets back kim's upset with him i rather think that kim may not tell him that she went to see lalo um so she ends up holding information back and Possibly. you could you could end up in a situation where Lalo ends up playing them off against each other so you end up with him asking Kim to do stuff separately from telling Jimmy to do stuff right and and you end up with them in conflict in some way there um so there there are a few possibilities of things of where things could go but the this this thing that they've been pushing all throughout the season about yeah well certainly the last few episodes about kim insisting that they tell each other everything uh, and now they're in this position i do wonder whether you're going to end up with them trying to protect each other and not telling each other everything but in doing that ends up putting each other in more danger yeah, it it will be an interesting test from from Kim's side because she hasn't really been tested with the whole since the agreement was made um, mm. last episode. She hasn't really been tested herself with that, so it will be interesting, like you said, to see what she tells Jimmy um, about Lalo and what obviously Jim tells her or doesn't tell her about this whole desert trip and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so that, yeah, they'll be they'll be really interesting going forward. So um, I think I feel like we're right on that sort of tipping point with with this show now where like okay now you're really you really are starting to get kim involved a lot before it was like okay jimmy was telling some stuff to her and she was still dealing with you know mesa verde and mr acre and all that sort of stuff and now that we've had the interaction with her and lalo um that's really planted a an interesting seed as to pushing her more into that and then you know we'll, yeah. we'll see where that kind of leads to so and that's a great thing to do with two episodes to go in the season so we shall see. Um, but yes, the next episode is the penultimate episode for the penultimate season. So we're really getting towards, uh, to quote one, Doctor Strange, we're in the endgame, I think. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so we'll, we'll see where things go. But a uh, brilliant episode this week. Uh, we'll, of course, be back next week for the penultimate episode of the penultimate season, season five, episode nine. 
Um, we've still got some of them interesting titles coming up as well. I'm not going to say what they are here. Obviously, we'll wait till the actual episodes. Uh, there's one particular interesting title coming up, um, if you remember that one. But, um, yeah, we'll see how things go. Um, we'll be back next week to discuss whatever happens next and uh, see what happens with the trust between the two of them. So, yes. we'll see. Uh, but you can, of course, find everything else that we've got in the meantime on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, don't forget, by next, maybe not by this time, well, yeah, by the, by this time next week, maybe there will be the review for the first episode of Run for the pilot. So, uh, join me to uh, discuss that next week and a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, all on entertainmenttalk.org. So, check all of it out. Uh, if you want to know if, when, and where your favorite TV shows are coming back, uh, there's a few air, da- air dates released uh, today and yesterday. And of yes. course, Geek Town Radio, uh, and for your just general TV and film news as well, David's got you covered with reliable information over there. Still seeing some stupid clickbait, but you you'll still see that. So, yes, but, not uh, you on can, our site, you know, no, not, not on this site or or or, or David's website. So you can uh, trust everything you you read in here. Uh, but GeekTown.co.uk for all that information. If you want that in weekly podcast format, which you should do for Geek Town Radio, that's on Tuesdays. You can of course listen to that on the website GeekTown.co.uk, and of course, if you subscribe to Geek Town Radio, just search for Geek. Town on your favourite podcast platform or the one that you use so look out for that and of course search for Entertainment Talk and uh, get subscribed to those if you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk we're on Patreon please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for review options and ad-free podcast options Amazon affiliate link if you're still buying stuff on Amazon uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra, so use the affiliate link for that. iTunes feeds, like I said, please just basically search for Entertainment Talk, search for Geek Town, get yourself subscribed so that you, get to keep, so that you uh, are kept up to date, and don't forget to rate and review those feeds as well. I need to still check that, because I said I was going to do that yesterday, but I need to do that as well to just check on those ratings and reviews. Um... Yeah, word of mouth, of course, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. If you see them talking about something that we've covered, or even if you don't, just tell them about the website and the iTunes feeds. That will help us out as well. Social media, of course, please share them on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast, that is, the posts on Facebook and Twitter, uh, both for Geek Town and for Entertainment Talk. And if you can, put them in different Facebook groups for streaming. You can watch me, David, and Bex on Twitch. Bex streams roughly twice a day. Trista Bytes on Twitch. Go and check her out for some fun chatter over there. Um... With some very real backgrounds um, as well. You can, you can check that <laughs> yes, out as yes. well. Entirely on a beach. Yeah, yes, absolutely. That has yeah. Lego pirate ships on it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you can check that out through Bex's stuff as well. And of course, Robert Streams on Mixer. And if you want to see me take on the Nemesis, you can do that as well uh, with the Resident Evil 3 Let's Play Sundays episode. Go and have a look out for those on Sundays as well. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time for the penultimate episode. Exciting stuff. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.